Is the future of marketing earned? Hmm. I'm Nancy Anderson, and in this episode of the Red Sky Feel for Thought podcast, we center on a favorite topic of ours, the sometimes elusive form of media known as earned. Not too long ago, Red Havas published a white paper on the topic. It was called The Art of Placing a Story in the News You Can Choose Media Environment. We'll be sure to link to it in the show notes. And the white paper explored three major trends shaping the news environment today. First, the sheer volume of content that people have to filter through these days. Now get these stats. Each new day brings us 7.5 million additional blogs and articles, 500 million new tweets. And over on Instagram, 500 million accounts are using stories daily. The sheer volume of content means we have to make choices about what to view, read, listen to, or click on, or else we'll get buried. The second trend we covered was consumers deepening distrust and apathy towards the news media, something backed up by many, many surveys. And thirdly, we looked at the changing business of news. So many journalists have had to become generalists to cover multiple beats in their shrinking or non-existent newsroom. They're stretched thin, burned out from covering COVID-19 and under extreme time constraints. This makes their attention more challenging to earn, earn being the key word here. Our executive vice president, Linda Descano, was instrumental in the creation of that white paper. And today she's here to lead a roundtable discussion on the role of earned in the modern marketing mix. I'll pass it to Linda now to introduce our guest for this episode and to get our conversation underway. Thanks, Nancy. We're pretty earnest about all things earned at Red Havas. Most recently, an Adweek article came to our attention, and it was called The Future of Marketing is Earned. This article really lays out a premise that earned media is the media that we should be thinking about. This article lays out a premise that earned media is taking a greater importance in the marketing mix model as more people, particularly those aged 18 to 24, tune out ads. Another factor contributing this is that engagement is really the driving key to building deeper connections with brands and with enlisting you know, advocacy. So this is what we want to dig in today. Only about 11% of U.S. marketing budgets are allotted towards earned, according to the CMO survey, which is an ongoing study by Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. So we want to dig in and, you know, ask some of the best media relations pros that I know about what their take on this article is. And joining me for today's discussion are Jody Einhorn, who's the Senior Vice President of Media Relations for Red Havas in the United States. And we also have two colleagues from Red Havas in the UK, Neil Johnson, who's head of media and publicity, and Bianca Maria Cavuto, associate director. And Bianca goes by B, so you'll hear me refer to her as that. Welcome, Jody, Neil, and B. Delighted to have you on your premiere uh, appearance on our podcast. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Very exciting. Indeed it is. So I want to start by establishing some definitions. And Neil, I'm going to ask you, you know, when we say earned media, define it for us and tell us how it's different from owned media and paid media. 
Yeah, we, we get asked this a lot. So, I mean, effectively, like, own media is content on kind of mediums that a brand owns. So it's effectively the brand's website, the brand's logo, the brand's email newsletter that they have. Um, whereas paid media is content on mediums that brands don't necessarily own, but they pay to put there. So that would be like a TV commercial or like paid for um, search results or like a sponsored advertorial, et cetera. Whereas earned, the all important earned, is content on mediums where brands neither own or pay to put stuff there. So think more along the lines of an organic newspaper article or a user review or a YouTube comment. So I kind of I sounded like my father, but I, I, my dad talks in analogies and I like the idea of analogy of, you know, it's award season at the moment. So think of it like Academy Award winning picture. So the picture is the Academy Award winning picture is the brand. It's the poster, it's the feel, it's the look, it's the sentiment of everything. Paid is the TV spots, the teaser, the trailer, the, you know, all that kind of stuff that you see. Earned is the people behind it. It's the cast, it's the actors, it's the people behind the camera, the wardrobes, it's the musicians, the composers, the director. And I feel that kind of lays it out, that kind of, it helps detail a bit more. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I never would have thought that. So thank you. It, it really brings it to life. So I want to start with you and then ask you, what was your gut reaction to the Adweek article? Being totally honest, I was like, hmm. I, I took a step back going, huh, because, you know, all of us here, the publicists at heart, I was like, absolutely, because I'm all about earned. You know, I've been in the game, of, you know, a few decades now, and I'm all about earned, all about the storytelling. You know, that's what we are. We're storytellers. And I thought it, I thought it was great. I really thought it was a really well-written piece, really thought through some great examples. You know, and we can't help but ignore the kind of climate that we're in. You know, ad spend across the board are being cut um, and shrinking, like, across the board. So I think earned more so than ever is a really trusted um, trusted bet. So there was a part in this, um, Neil and Jodie, which I felt like summed up our day-to-day -day in the world of PR and earned media, when it said that, as the name implies, earned media is earned, hard work required, and I was like, you've just hit the nail on the head. Absolutely, it is hard work. It talks about strategy and the importance of strategy, but it's not just strategy. There's a whole load of things kind of around that. But when it said it's hard work, I was like, yes, yes, it absolutely is, but super rewarding at the same time. And to further Bianca and Neil's point, the merits of earned media mean that it is earned. We have to convince media to actually write about a timely topic at hand. Pros are that it has a tremendous reach and an opportunity to influence. Cons, you have less control over the messaging. So when you pay for coverage or uh, post on owned content, there is a bit more of an opportunity to own the messaging and the point of view coming across. Now, again, each has their own purposes. One is not easier or more versatile to create than the other. But just to add to that point around the actual 101 nuts and bolts of earned and owned. Well, you brought up a good point, Jody, about like a lack of control. And B, you talked about like the work. I mean, we've all talked quite a bit over the past year about the ever-changing news environment. And we are in this news you can use shift because newsrooms are shrinking. Journalists are bombarded with pitches. 
And so it's changing the game in terms of how do you break through? So Neil, I want to come back to you. Let's talk about Adweek's assertion that earned media comes with a quote unquote sheen of credibility, unlike paid or owned media. This seems like a salient point when brands are really needing to earn both trust and attention. Can you break this down for us? Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting quote, an interesting analogy. Obviously, you know, brands at the end of the day, they definitely want to be credible. But I think more so than ever, everything is all about, you know, authenticity. But, you know, unlike paid or owned media, earned has obviously been vetted. It's been endorsed by a brand. It's been endorsed by a journalist who's reported on it, or it's a TikTok content creator or an influencer. You know, somebody putting a Louis Vuitton bag down the Thames, somebody approved that, and that has been shared in various platforms. And that kind of creates that, you know, which is effectively what, what earned is. It's word of mouth. It's that kind of... It's a powerful tool of word of mouth. It's the who, the what, the why, the where, the when. So I want to continue sort of building on that. Jody. very often when people think of earned media, they think of publicity stunts, right? Hidden Valley designed a diamond ring made of its ranch seasoning or absolute designed a limited edition purse in the shape of an espresso martini. There are less maybe surprising, but just as impactful methods of earning attention through survey results. Maybe you could talk maybe about a stunt that particularly grabbed your attention, but also how proprietary insights and thought leadership can also be powerful ways of gaining the interest of media and also generating buzz about a brand. You bring up a really good point about not just content, but where it lives and how it can influence. So one thing we say at Red Havas is we take a merged media approach, meaning the lines of communications are merging and content that exists through earned media channels also has to be able to resonate in certain ways across other channels, social, owned, experiential. So, you know, with that in mind, how can we create a media relations program or execute on uh, something newsable in a way that it can live on past just kind of the earned media channels. One of the first things we all learn in PR is when we think about listening to journalists, that means really understanding what the topics they are, that they're most interested and what's going to grab their attention. Of course, you can't possibly start to build a relationship if you don't listen to the things that are happening. Therefore, that is the starting point for us coming up with interesting ways, whether pulling together proprietary data, which does not necessarily mean doing um, an entire extensive global report or mining information based on business intelligence we can share in order to pull together a narrative with key supporting points. So, you know, once we've done our homework, listen to an established connection, even allow them to feed in in a way that informs our strategy, we can then build out tidbits of news, news that matters, news that will reach the ultimate end users of our audiences to tell a story in a very compelling way. From a tactical standpoint, you know, you had mentioned a little bit about data and pulling together reports or key insights in order to raise brand awareness. We often use this to elevate executive visibility. But at the same time, 
we can create moments where we can newsjack. So whether that's existing data or proprietary data, we can take a key moment in time, such as after the release of an economic indicator or an annual or seasonal occurrence or event such as the World Economic Forum to plug into the news cycle and create messaging that enables our executives, our topmost executives to deliver on communicating the promise, mission, or purpose of an organization. And what I feel like I'm hearing from all of you is that one of the other differences, you know, with, with paid, you're pushing a message out, right? But very much with earned, it's an ongoing listening, right? Feedback loop, whether it's looking at what the media are writing about and how they're interpreting at different events or themes, but it's also like looking at what consumers, right, are talking about, people are talking about on different platforms and using that to then bring a brand into the conversation. There was like a great quote in the article and I, I forget who said it, but it was, I think it was, it's about treating consumers like participants rather than targets. And I'd love to hear B or, or Neil for you to, to jump in and maybe like tease that out a bit more. So consumer first versus uh, brand first, I guess, isn't it? It's how, how do you kind of lead with your consumers and your customers? And I actually think it goes one step further than, than just sort of treating consumers as participants as well. So I worked in retail and hospitality sort of before my life in PR, and I continue to live by the notion that the consumer or the customer is always right. Because when a campaign goes wrong or it falls flat, we have to learn from that. And what we'd always suggest is kind of getting around the table to understand why the impact wasn't achieved at the end of it or that that kind of that call to action. Did you get as much traffic to your website, for example? So you kind of take those learnings and you shape your future campaign. So technically, you're, the customer is always right because you're going to change the way that you communicate based on what it is that they want. And I think that there is always a requirement to deliver something that's wow. To further Bianca's point, one thing we need to remember with earned media and we're generating results is media is the channel to reach the end consumer, whereas it's an own channel where we're reaching users, potential prospects, key audiences directly, whether it's through social or paid brand campaign. When it comes to earned media, we have to convince the media to write about topics that are most relevant to their audiences. So I would say everything Bianca pointed out is key and critical in earned. We have the added layer of being able to convince the media to share something that is of note to the consumer or to the end user. And though the playing field might be a little different to Bianca's point, the end game, the end result remains the same. I think it's, it's important for us to know the media and consumers. We have to know everything about a consumer as well. We need to know what do they want? How do they think? What keeps them awake at night? What makes them happy? What really gets, you know, makes them so angry alongside knowing how the media works and feels and delivers their stories every week as well? Exactly. Because also it's looking at, you know, the trends or, you know, what are the, the kind of the demographic of the consumer that we're talking to, like those 18 to 24 year olds kind of like the life hacks that they're seeing on TikTok, like all those 
things. It's like piggybacking on that or just seeing what the trends are and who's doing what. So a, a good example of this, obviously, we look after American Express and we do Wimbledon every year. Wimbledon is tennis. Uh, tennis, we had to tap into part of our brief is to tap into the Gen Z audience. Our fantastic spokesperson is the fabulous Andy Murray, who, who is a great ambassador for the brand. And we work with him over the last couple of years. But Andy doesn't necessarily resonate with that audience. So it became, it was quite a challenge for us to how do we tap into the Gen Z titles that we really need the brand to get into, where we necessarily have an ambassador who is in his 30s that doesn't resonate with the consumer we're trying to reach. So we looked at the trends. We have a news conference every morning here at Red Habas. Every single morning, we scan all the papers, all the socials, all of the onlines, all the TV shows, the radio. And in the first half hour of every day, we can see who's writing what about what and what's on trend and not. And we picked out that nail art last year was a fantastic trend from Harry Styles to Ronaldo to all kinds of people. There was this nail art trend. And suddenly, we kind of developed our Wimbledon narrative around nail art we got a fantastic celebrity nail artist who designed these bespoke nail art designs for us and we had a photo shoot with her and andy and suddenly through the nail art trend we really tapped into those key gen z titles we took amec out of uh, financial pages and into the heart of lifestyle um, with andy profile pieces but also with the nail art we went another layer in to across the board with you know the the Murray Manny and into the heart of some really good lifestyle pages. So I, I think my point is just is, yeah, looking at the trends, seeing what's working, seeing what what the consumer is enjoying, writing about, tweeting about the content they're creating. But equally to B's point, you know how like who, what are those journalists writing about those things and nurturing those relationships? And I think you do those things in tandem, it's earned all the way. I also think as well, it's not just about what's kind of what the trend and what is going on in that actual moment. I do think it goes for some businesses or for a lot of businesses, it goes a lot bigger than that. And the example that I've got is Patagonia because they are a brand that, you know, they are just hitting the nail on the head when it comes to purpose and environment. And what they are doing is they have a very slick ESG uh, strategy in place consumers trust them but they went out with a campaign called don't buy this jacket which got them some brilliant earned coverage and actually what they've done as a result of that is it's not just a trend that's in the moment it's about looking at what is the wider challenges and issues going on in the world and actually how can they tap into that and as a result of that campaign they created this kind of community of consumers who are loyal which is exactly what a brand wants. And we know how difficult brand loyalty is nowadays. And they built this community based on the idea of getting people to think a lot, especially sort of just before Christmas, which is when it launched, about their impacts of consumerization on the environment. And I just thought it was brilliant because don't buy this jacket. You know, you know full well that the client and agency sat around the table Kind of like you know how do we do it how do we kind of reach a wide audience but actually probably on quite a minimal budget to be honest and i just think that had massive impact and that was focusing on something which is 
it's never going to go away, is it? We're always going to be kind of talking about environment and, and climate change um, and even more so in the future. And I think you brought up such a good point, you know, because to create this meaningful engagement, right, and connectivity and loyalty with audiences more and more, and we've seen this through the Havas proprietary meaningful brands research, you know, people want to connect with a brand's purpose. And that is becoming a more important factor, not just about, you know, whether the product or service meets my expectations today, but what is it doing for me? And how is that brand supporting the community? I think sometimes people think of earned as just very like you're, you're pushing a pitch to media and underestimate the level of sophistication and analysis that if you really want to be impactful with earned, it requires the understanding of the brand's position and values. It's all the stakeholders, right? What employees expect, what customers expect, what communities and where to operate expect, and being able to craft the story that's relevant and understand how to bring it forward, how to make those connections, where to make the connections. And then the conversation that it can start is also earned because it can help take a brand forward. And I think that sometimes gets overlooked. And Jody, back to your point of why you have to think in 360, not in just earned, but how does this play out? in all the different touch points that a brand has with an audience. And I would add an even another layer to that, you know, as a business, we operate on a global platform. So, you know, many of our companies are global businesses doing business work internationally and trying to reach new markets. So it's all fine and good for us sitting here in the U.S. to look at U.S. headlines to mine for interesting news to Newsjack or, you know, be reactive to insert ourselves into a conversations, but tapping into the expertise of relevant regional teams is probably one of the most critical assets. Bianca, Neil, and I work very closely together when there are international launches or there is some sort of expansion by a large brand into a new market through for a product launch or simply to cultivate awareness amongst a new audience. And the key is how we work together to create a narrative that we can tell on a local level. You know, from my standpoint, it's just yet another layer in the maturation of the craft of PR and media that we do that certainly merits further thought. I feel like you could do a whole other podcast on that, though. Probably. But but you bring up a good point, Jody, because for global brands, what might land well in the U.S. or the U.K., may not land well in another market. And it's thinking with that in mind. So we're really to the degree, again, Bianca, you talked about control earlier. Part of the way you can control, help control and earn is by having all these what if scenarios play out and really tapping into local insights and knowledge so that you can really understand potential pushback, right? Or criticism of the brand if what they're saying in one place doesn't align with what maybe a customer or an employee experiences in another market. I think that point about control, Linda, is really important because with earned media, there's only so much control that you actually have. And businesses need to really consider what the process is when it comes to creating campaigns and what will happen in the event of it kind of but, you know, kind of leaving your inbox and then kind of what happens after that. And like you mentioned about the, the different scenarios and the what if 
But I, I think there's a lot of work that goes into brands and their agencies to make sure that actually you've kind of got all bases covered. And I think that there, there's a few things that businesses and brands can do just to make sure that the outcome on the other end is a desired outcome. It's not one that will do, you know, it won't kind of cause huge issues for your brand. But just, I guess, the advice from us would be sort of managing expectations. So you and your your agency, we kind of say to them, you know, make sure that it's really clear about what it is that you both want to achieve, what you want to kind of get out of the campaign, what you want to get out of the programme. The agency really should be managing expectations. And that is from up front because life moves fast. Life moves fast, the media moves fast, and relevancy moves even quicker. So it's just really important. Clear communication. So we just say, you know, make sure that there is very clear communication from the moment that the kind of snippets, that the, the little bit of starting campaign, from the moment that starts get going, you know, it's really important that everyone kind of knows what's going on at all times. I would always say as well, it's always important to bring in all your key stakeholders and your sort of key decision makers into this mix as well, because sometimes things go out and uh, some of your key stakeholders don't know that it's going. And that in itself can cause issues internally. So we always say that when you're developing a campaign, that the end goal of kind of this earned media and kind of all your coverage, just make sure that you kind of bring your stakeholders along with you on that journey. And then also clarity, just make sure that you're really clear about what the process is in terms of developing campaigns, the messaging, got all those what if scenarios, you know, ask, ask and ask again. If you're not clear about something or if you don't understand it, if you're not sure about it or you have a, you know, that little alarm that's going off in the back of your head that says, oh, I'm not so sure about this, voice it. Because again, clear communication, it's just really, really important. The nature of our job, it's difficult because like I said, from the moment that, you know, you, you send that pitch out to the press, uh, to the media, it does kind of leave your hands really. And it's up to the media gods to do with as they please. So, yeah. So as we bring this discussion to a close, what is the one piece of advice you would share with brand marketers and communicators who are rethinking their marketing mix and want to master the art of earned? Neil, let's start with you. Your agency needs to be well-informed. Your agency needs to be well-connected. Your agency needs to be coming to you with some key insights. Um, your agency needs to understand the news agenda. I always say every morning a news conference here, every day is a news day. So every day is a school day. I say that every morning. And it's really important for your agency to come to you with journalists that are writing about the things that you need to be tapping your brand into. I think that's really key for brands. Love that. I like every day is a school day. That is perfect. Okay, B, turn it over to you next. I guess my advice then is don't work in silos. And media, it's a part of the wider marketing communications mix. And even though it's only getting a small portion of budget, it's still really important that earned is a consideration from the get-go, from that moment that you start to plan and develop an idea for a campaign, earned media should be a part of that. So for me, it's about making sure that you're bringing in an agency and you know your PR specialist to make sure that the campaign is fit for purpose across all the channels, including earned. I love that. And I think you just, you're so right. Earned cannot be an afterthought. It really needs to be from the get-go to benefit the most, right? And really maximize the return of earned. Hey, Jody, over to you for the last word. 
As we think about external communications, particularly at a global level, mass media and regions across the world and markets big and small play a key role in the interconnectedness of the world. So, you know, facilitating the culture of exchange of information or brand visibility or positioning between countries, earned media, international news broadcast, regional publications that really hone in on the nuances of certain countries are critical in not only creating a strategy for brand communications through earned media, but enabling us to tell a story at a local relevant level. I love that. So it's what the three of you have said, you know, Neil, like every day is a new day and you have to be prepared to pivot in response to what is happening in the broader world. B, you have to think in 360, right? So that all of your internal stakeholders are are really looking at a potential campaign holistically and thinking about how will this land with our different audiences? How will this translate across different markets? And, And Jody, to your point, there are always new platforms, new ways information is flowing within a country and across countries. And that because everything is so fluid and through technology, we have to think about how messages will land and that amplification so that it's building up and really supporting the brand. I know we could continue to talk for hours about this. I want to thank you for joining us on today's episode. And I do hope that you will all agree to come back and we can continue the conversation as the 2023 media environment unfolds. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcasting app. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And don't forget to rate and review today's show to let us know how we're doing. We hope you'll join us again for more of the latest communications, insights, and trends from the team at Red Havas.